Welcome 2209. This is David Wise. It is March 3rd. This is Michael Scott. This is Angie Benetta. And today's special guest we have... Rob Woodyard. Thank you for being here, Rob. It's a pleasure. All right. So today we are talking about the Union 101 class that uh, Rob taught and uh, Dave here had the opportunity to take. Um, Rob, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you work in the plant, uh, what committees you're on, stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I've been with General Motors since 2013. Um, I was one of the fortunate few that got hired in after about 90 days. Uh, They were just starting to roll out the K2 model. Um, I spent six years in final between first and second shift uh, doing radiator installs. Um, I also mounted tires, did rear bumper install, a couple odd jobs here and there. Uh, Finally got my time in, went to first shift in the trim shop, and now I install uh, cowls. What is your specific seniority date? Because I think you said 2013. I think we might have been in the same group. Uh, May 5th. Okay, so I've got a little bit more time than you, but like I was the same. I only had like five or six months, and then I got my hire letter, and I was super excited, and Yep. Then right after us, some people had to wait several years, but... I am a January 2013 hire. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, we're all... I figured you had a lot more time, but... It feels like it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what originally made you get involved with the union then? Um, I was fortunate enough to be in a team that had uh, a really awesome uh, team leader, uh, Scott Jordan. He's currently moved on to uh, health and safety training. Uh, he saw more in me than I saw in myself, and... Um, when he vacated his alternate to the alternate committeeman position, uh, recommended that I get involved. I run for the alternate position and maybe get more involved with standing committees. And I took that to heart. I had a couple other people from the line that saw more in me than, again than I saw in myself and ended up on the education committee. I think it's uh, one of the most important committees that we have as standing committees, not to belittle any of the others, but... Um, an educated membership is a powerful membership. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree. You're here to talk about the Union 101 class. Um, is there, I mean, obviously this is formulated by International, correct? Yes. So we're putting it on. Um, is there like a target audience? Like who specifically do we want in this class? Is it just seniority members or is it for brand new people? Um, it's it's for both, actually. Um some of our seniority members could use a, a little bit of a refresher on, on how things work. Uh, maybe they haven't been as involved as they would have liked to. Maybe they're on their fifth or sixth plant and have become maybe disenfranchised. Um, so w- they are part of our target audience. Uh, the other half of our target audience would most certainly be our new hires, um, even some that were hired within the last four or five years that haven't become involved or haven't had the time or the need or seen the, even the purpose or value of being involved. So we wanted to reach out to those members in hopes to grow and strengthen our union and maybe help spread the positive message. I know we don't want to get too much into the content because we want people to actually take the class, but if I signed up for the class, what what could I expect going in? Like, um, What kind of content do you guys go over? What should I expect going in? Uh, You should expect to walk away with a better understanding of the structure of the UAW, um, both at the local level and at the international level. Um, Maybe a better understanding of the UAW constitution, 
that dictates and guides all of the actions put forth by the UAW and its membership. You should hopefully come away with a better knowledge and understanding of how your union dues are applied, both at the local and international level. Um, I think one of the things you said was, and this is what I hear a lot from the floor, is people always wonder, where are my dues dollars going? And I know this is a class that you will learn the breakdown of every single dollar that you give to the UAW or that's taken from your check, however you want to say it. You'll see the breakdown of where that dollar goes. Yeah. And it's broken up. Do you do you have the specifics? Um, I don't have the specifics on me. Um, it More or less, it boils down to a, a percentage of your union dues stay in your local. A percentage of your union dues go to the international. And those are divvied up between the different departments and different uh, committees for purposes of training and education, as well as maintaining the organization, helping organize other non-union places. And basically, your union dues work for you behind the scenes, even though you might not see where they're going. Where we're talking about union dues. Now, used to, we used to pay two hours of our monthly. Now we pay two and a half. What's the reasoning for that? Um, At the last constitutional convention, uh, it was agreed upon by our delegates and our leadership that we needed to have a strong strike defense fund. Um, If we don't have money to pay our membership while they're on strike, they're not going to be able to weather a strike in hopes of achieving the contract that they want and deserve. Uh, With that in mind, our leadership and our delegates decided to increase our monthly contributions to the strike fund. Um, once it reaches a certain cap, uh, $850 million, Yep. the portion of your hourly dues that go towards them will decrease back down to the original 2%. Once, as long as it stays above $650 million, things are good. Once it hits $850 million, the dues allotment drops back. We do have a lot of new members here at Local 2209. Could you kind of... Explain what a union is. The definition of a union is a group of people who have similar interests and goals that form together to promote those values and goals. No matter what, it has to be at least two people. Two or more. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dictionary definition. Um, What does the union mean to you, Rob? The union to me uh, means that I'm going to be in a group of like-minded individuals that are working towards a common goal, Uh, whether that goal be better education or higher wages and benefits. It is an organization of people promoting a just cause. We talk about it a lot, or not we, but a lot of people talk about that this is my union family, and it really does feel like a family. We all kind of bicker amongst one each other, but absolutely when we all have to stick together i mean speaking back to that strike i've never seen stronger solidarity than at that time neither have i it was pretty remarkable to say the least absolutely agree yeah you hear people talk about especially the ones that have a lot of seniority and just trying to get the idea of what that might be like and actually experiencing it are completely different things i think it's a humbling experience oh it was very 
very humbling. The, to be clear, this class isn't replacing, is not replacing the um, new hire. The new hire orientation, correct? No, no, no. This is this is supplemental. Right. So, okay. Is there a certain way, like, um, to s not staff or stock the class? I'm not trying try to think. Populate. What a great word. How is that? Um, how is that done, basically? How is the class populated? Um, there are several different ways. Uh, one, you can drop by the local union office and request to be put on a list for the class. Um, you can talk to members on the education committee or basically any standing committee. You can speak with your committee person. Um, that's about it as far as I know. All right, so you can come down to the hall. I'm sure if you call the hall, um, Erica will be able to set you up with that as well. Mm -hmm. Angie, do you have the Union Hall's phone number for our listeners? You can call the hall at 260-672-2209. I know that we, like, I'm also on the education committee. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get this out as a basic. There's so many classes that our education committee can actually teach. Um, Rob, why don't you uh, give them a couple ideas on some of the other classes. If you already know the 101, and, but you need some more information, this is definitely an avenue that you can reach out to the Union Hall. If there's enough people, we can get these classes together and available for you. If you don't have a pen and paper and cannot write these down, you can always look at uaw.org under education and it'll list all the classes that each local can um, educate on. There are uh, several classes that your local is able to teach um, depending on time, need, desire, and uh, the value of the class towards the membership. Um, so Rob, why don't you tell us what other educational classes we can teach here at the hall? Uh, we have several classes we can teach, actually. Uh, just a handful of them um, are classes like Union 101, uh, The Ethical Consumer. Uh, it's a course on responsible purchasing and how to be a better consumer uh, to support organized labor, its jobs, and the communities that they also support. Um, roles of uh, Officers, which is a course about the roles and responsibilities for your elected officials, not only at the local level, but also at the international level. We also have Collective Bargaining 101, which discusses the importance of being able to collective bargain, as well as the process that goes with that. Uh, duty of Fair Representation, um, a day's work, uh, member to member, and new member orientation are just a few. These are all really interesting. I didn't know that we could even offer most of these. I'm gonna, definitely going to have to sign up for some knowledge. Yeah, um, this was all put together by International to feed the brains of our membership on this floor. So if you and other people want these classes, please take the time to call the hall, 260 and tell them, you know, what our members want. We want to make sure that you guys are educated, you understand what's going on. Education is power, and knowledge is can be infinity. Also with that, though, is they don't know what we're interested in. Like, they can hold mm -hmm. classes, and if 
if it is a class that doesn't get a lot of traction, they probably won't hold it again. If you, we right. have a lot of members calling down here to the hall and saying, hey, uh, we want to take this UAW 101 class or we want to take this, um, what was the consumer class? What was the name of that? Uh, the ethical consumer. The ethical consumer, yeah. If we have a lot of members saying they want to take that, they're more likely going to be going to want to hold these because they want to educate the membership just as much as the edu- the membership wants to be educated. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the questions I had for you, Rob. Do you have anything for him, Dave? Oh, I got like a hundred questions. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> this time I'll actually remember my questions because I right. wrote them down. Good, good job. Unlike last time, <laughs> where you said you had four and yeah, there was and like was one. One. <laughs> yeah. All right. Call me out on it, Michael. That's right. Hit him. Hit him with it. So, what's the National Labor's Relation Act? It's also known as the Wagner Act. Um, it was a law that was passed in 1937. I'm sorry, 1935, in the midst of the Great Depression. Uh, it was signed into law by President Franklin Roosevelt. Basically, it was a law that was enacted that specifically gave collective bargaining powers to unions. And then management came out with, well, not management, but they fought for the Taft-Hartley Act. Correct. correct. That um, was a pro it was a company yes. legislation, the Taft-Hartley Act was? Yes. Um, and about a decade after the Wagner Act was passed, uh, corporate America began pushing back. And in 1947, they had enough power through lobbyists that Congress passed the Taft-Hartley Act, which basically curtailed the Wagner Act by allowing states to pass right-to-work laws. Interesting. That sounds familiar. Also, there is a bill right now in the House of Representatives. Does anyone know what it's called? Pro Act. And what does that do, Dave? It will eliminate right to work on a state-by-state basis. So nationally, right to work is not allowed to exist. And it would also help people to organize if they're non-union. It's going to make it easier. They can actually fight for... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> it's the. <clears throat> I just that figured was, I'd drop it in episode. here. We brought it up last time. Yeah, so. last episode. Well, it is important. We can do it twice. I'm going to bring it up as long as it's sitting in the Senate. Fine. As you should. Mm-hmm. Fine, Michael. Mm-hmm. Do you know the word? Michael. Can you think of the word? I'm, I'm <laughs> sidetracked right now. All right. So. If you haven't called your legislator, your uh, local representative, you need to get a hold of them and tell them to get it brought to a vote in the Senate. You need to call. Who, who is our senator in Indiana? Does anyone know? Mike Braun, Todd Young. Yeah. There we go. All right. So if you haven't yet, you need to go to hold of Mike Braun and Todd Young's office and let them know that you would like the PRO Act brought to a vote on the Senate floor. All right, Dave, um, what other questions did you have for Rob? Actually, let me add to that, too. A lot of our state senators, um, our district people, they have open um, little surveys you can go in, like, what's important to you? I want to know what you think. Like, if you randomly check on their website, they have those open. Go in, take that survey. They want to know what's going on and what they should be fighting for, too. So it's not just a phone call or what new legislation is trying to pass. It's a bunch of different things. So just something to think about. 
the Brothers on the Line movie, would you really consider that a movie or a documentary? Uh, Probably a documentary. It is a documentary. Okay. So now every member should probably watch that. Why? I, the easiest way to describe the movie, I think, would be uh, it starts by showing the need for for unions and then those that founded the UAW, how they went about founding the UAW and forcing the largest employers in the country to finally recognize the workers as a collective bargaining unit represented by an organization that wasn't going to stand by idly and let the companies continue to abuse its workers. It moves along through some of the highlights of the organization as far as its involvement in the civil rights movement, its founding of education centers, its organizing efforts outside of the United States, particularly uh, South Africa, and it uh, moves through various presidents that the organization has had and their impact, as well as several very insightful interviews from people who not only were involved in the times, but were survivors of the times. Do you have any other movie suggestions, Dave, other than Brothers on the Line? Yeah, one of my favorite documentaries is American Factory. That is an excellent movie. It is very good. Very frustrating, to be honest. I don't know how, I've never watched a movie that pissed me off more than that Oh, not movie, but documentary. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. It's like off in a motivational way. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It fires you up. I mean, it, ju- it just kind of shows you. I mean, we all kind of know what the company thinks of us, right? And that just puts it right on the screen for you yeah. to, to witness yourself. For yeah. those of us that aren't in the industry, it it's eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. I expect, like it. I had my wife watch it, and she's just like, what the hell? Likewise. Likewise, my wife was blown away at at how a company could not only do that to their own employees, but then turn around and reopen the factory after selling it off to foreign markets and and still have those same products going to the same factories for assembly. And this still happens in different areas all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it continues. Yeah, as I say, it's not that I was surprised. I could understand. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I was just pissed yeah seeing osha violations all kinds of shit in that oh yeah, yeah. it was it was ridiculous yep. i mean it, it spiked me i mean i wanted to be an organizer before i watched that but after watching that that's it gave you more what fuel. gave me more. the fuel yeah. yeah absolutely oh yeah so that's what i'm not saying i'm trying to i'm going to yep. and uh, another reason why we want to have this podcast and have these classes like the Union 101 class so we can get more people involved, more understanding, so people know and still they fight for the same things. We can all watch a movie and at the end of the day turn it off and go on about our business. But we need some more people with some more fire to get out there, get people organized, to understand that you know there is a decline and we need to step up. So... I'm really grateful. Along with what you said, though, and that's why the education committee is so key, because once those fired up people come in here wanting something to do, the education committee can give them the tools that they need to go out there and make the changes that they want to see. Yes. I mean, even in the classes, um, any of the classes that you ever take or just coming into the hall, you can always sign up for a standing committee. 
everybody's different and you can be utilized in so many different ways, whether you like to educate, whether you want to do something with the conservation rec committee or the women's committee, chaplain's committee. There's so many different options that we have available. Um, and we need you guys to get involved. Um, a lot of people continue to retire and we need people to back up the education that just walked out our door on March 1st. Congratulations to all the retirees. Absolutely. We appreciate Congrats. your service. Congratulations to all the and new hires as yes. well. Congrats. Um, so if you are eager, if you are hungry, if you are motivated, if you even can't commit completely 100%, there's always a committee that says, hey, we could just use more of a volunteer or more like, you know, maybe you don't have time to do this or this, but can you help with this? Or would you be interested in coming to this activity? Um, so I know we work a lot, but there's all, or there's a will, there's a way. And union starts with you. Not only that, but I think the committee's realized that everybody's got their own personal lives going on. And I think the entire local union as a whole, I mean, not specifically local, but just the union as a whole mm -hmm. is very understanding of our personal lives and the time that we can and are willing to commit. So, I mean, like Angie said, if you only have, say you only have a couple of days a year and you want to do something, Hey, we'll take you. We'll Absolutely. take, we'll take yeah. anybody that wants Absolutely. to come home. Okay. I, I, I have probably 20 more questions, but I know you got to get out of here. So I'm just going to scan through it. Bring it on. All right. All right. Um, so what, how would a member go about getting a UAW constitution book? Um, there's two ways you can actually get a copy of the UAW Constitution. Um, the first and one that I would encourage the most is swing into your local, ask your secretary for a copy of the Constitution. There are usually stacks of them waiting to be handed out. <laughs> and once you get it in your hands, read it, read it, read it. Second, you can also get online and you can download it in PDF format or you can go to uaw.org and download it. Um, there is also the UAW app that has that attached to it. What is a constitution delegate and what do they do? Uh, constitutional delegates are members who want to represent their local at the international constitutional conventions, which are held every four years. These people, uh, if so interested, would run uh, a campaign to become elected by the members of each local. So they're elected? Yes. They're not just guaranteed? No, they are not appointed. They're not guaranteed. They, they are elected positions. Um, each local has a, a set number based on size, and those representatives will end up going to the constitutional convention that is held every four years. That's where, very important. Yes, because that is where amendments can be made to our UAW constitution. And it is also where our international leadership is elected. And it's also where it's decided how much money you're going to be paying in union dues. So that is why it is important to pay attention. I mean, not just that reason specifically, but... It is also a, a big reason. Yes. yes. Yes, it is. What are the four core values? Four core values of what? Of our union? <laughs> or of our UAW constitution. So that would be, which would be? I know the first one's about. Um, it's build, maintain, and protect high standards and contracts. Number two is everybody is equal. All is equal. 
Number three, we fight for everyone, not just ourselves. And that's a big one. That's a big one. That doesn't mean just other unions. It means mom and pop stores and yes, uh, supporting all our, our the... local community, their um, mm-hmm. services, the restaurants we like, frequent. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about this in our last podcast. When we get a raise, everybody gets a raise. Mm-hmm. This is true. We're big on the fight for 15. What's yep. that uh, meme I keep saying? It's like a billboard and it says, um, support your Does local stores. Does it have Michael stores. Scott on it? No. Like the, it, says, the office, it says, support your local stores because Amazon isn't going to sponsor your kids' ball club. That is correct. Absolutely. Uh, number four in our core values, which is our the bread box is connected to the ballot box. And I know we talked about this on the last episode, yes. but I want you to tell me what that means again. You want me to tell you? I want anybody in this room to tell me what that means. Okay. What it means is anything we get in our contract can be taken away by politicians by the stroke of a pen. That are voted on by us. So if we do not get out and rock a vote and vote the right people in, they can change laws and we can lose. Yep. Not just Absolutely. like we as a whole. All right. I think that's about it for this episode. Before we go, though, um, Rob, did you have anything that you wanted to say about the class or um, just anything in general, I guess, that you wanted to share with the membership? Um, as far as the class goes, if it's something that interests you, um, please uh, let somebody know. Contact either the union hall or somebody from a standing committee, your district committee person. Um, you can even stop in if you have the time, talk to your shop chairman, swing in, talk to your president, your vice president. If you want to be in the involved in these classes, uh, just reach out and we will do what we can to put you in the roster. Otherwise, um, it's a, it's a wonderful education opportunity that hopefully inspires people to, get more involved with their local union um, because the more people that we have that are involved and putting forth their best actions, the stronger our union can be. Absolutely well said. Agree. Very well said. Thank um, you. Well, thank you for being here today, Rob. Yeah. We well, really appreciate it. Thank awesome. you, Rob. And before we end, um, Angie, can you give us the calendar of, of events for March? So um, on March 17th through the 19th, we're going to have fidelity reps and retirement planning. Um, We have the fidelity reps one-on-one can be scheduled on March 19th. It's actually a retirement planning. We have people doing sign-up today, tomorrow, I think Friday in the hall. But um, if you miss the sign-up at the plant, um, get a hold of Phil Rankos. His email is p-h-i-l-l-i-p dot r-a-t-k-o-s at gm.com by March 13th. Um, March 21st, we got the Wild Game Feed. Still, that is from 5 p.m. to midnight, and that's put on by um, the Conservation and Recreation Committee. March 22nd, the union meeting will be at 11 a.m. That is a Sunday. March 29th, we have the Easter egg hunt put on by the hall. Volunteers are all welcome. You can call the hall to sign up to volunteer at 260-672-2209. Now available is an EAP mailbox. 
Um, that was put out in Holly's letter. If you're interested in reading more about that, or if you need that, you it's available for you. Education Committee is still doing their scholarship raffle. Um, Women's Committee is doing the Rata Knives and Kitchen. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, so I apologize if I didn't. Community Service is selling $1 candy bars. Another thing that i like to bring to your attention is the Conservation and Recreation Committee is putting together a Solidarity Jams, which all artists of any singing, anything that you can imagine, any genre, any genre um, instruments, whatever you want to do, there's no cover. It's something that they're putting together on Sundays from 5 to 7. If you're interested in something like that, get a hold of one of those uh, conservation and rec committees. There's Tanya on first shift, Mike on second shift, that's Mike Fairchild on second, Melissa McCoy on third shift, um, and they can sign you up if you're interested. I think it would be a really good opportunity. Bring that solidarity together, get together, listen to music. Beverages it will be provided um, I think that might be all. I think that's all I have. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been Dave Wise, Michael Scott, Angie Benetta, and Rob Woodgear. Thank you. on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one, but the union makes us strong. Sorry.